0: Welcome back
1: to another edition of Ke'el Ka'i, the podcast. My name is Michael Kraft, and I'm joined this week with Bruno Minas, as usual. And our guest this week is Haley
0: Vanderwerf. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really nice to see Haley in our podcast, finally.
2: Just had yeah, like to be it's... editor-in-chief for eight months, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. We've been like... We've been in hiding for sure for the past few months, but we're trying to bring this back.
1: Yeah, honestly. I mean it's 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 very nice to be back and have, you know, actual guests again. I think we had Will at our first guest, but it's good to be getting people back in the studio.
0: Yeah, yeah, Will was our first guest. So Haley, what's it like to be the chief, the real chief?
2: Um, it's kind of stressful, not gonna lie. I still am not completely convinced that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> But I'm just faking it till I make it. Because I came in, had like two days notice that I was getting this job. And then I just kind of jumped into it. And eight months later, it seems to be going pretty well. Hey,
1: there you go. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, I mean, for those listeners who don't know yet, Haley is the, our editor-in-chief at KLHC. And she is, she's been doing a bang-up job. I mean, she's fantastic. Magazine has not looked better.
0: Hey, Haley, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, like, major, where you're from, where you see yourself later in life? I don't know.
2: Um, So I am from, I tell people I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I kind of grew up all over the United States, though. Um, I'm a communications major. This is my last semester, so I am a senior. Um, and directly after this, my plan right now is to move to Provo for grad school, and then long term, I hope to end up working at some nonprofit somewhere in the United States.
0: Very nice. Why'd you pick uh, Hawaii?
2: Um, it was one of those things like God didn't really give me a choice. It like when I was fifteen, I it kind of popped into my head, and I was like, I want to go to BYU Hawaii, but maybe I'll only go for one semester, and then. As I just kept thinking about it, and as I kept researching the school, everything just fit, and I would tell people, like, yeah, I'm going to go to BYU-Hawaii, and they'd be like, no, you're not, what are you talking about? And so <laughs> I think a little bit of it was spite, but most of it was, it just felt like a good fit for me, because it's a small school, and I've always wanted to work with people from other cultures, and so this was kind of the perfect place to do that.
1: Hey, sweet, no, that's that's awesome. Um, what, uh, I hate to ask, like, what's been your favorite part, but I mean, what, what's what been some of the highlights that you've had since you've been, you know, in your time here?
2: Um, I think just some something that's really interesting about this school is that my college experience is completely unique from anybody else that I know. Um, I spent the summer living in Provo, and it's just, like, regular out there. But then when I came out here, it was, like, my first week I ended up I got this job and then I ended up filming someone fire knife dancing on the beach at sunset. And so that was just like completely insane to me. And it's just such a good lifestyle where everyone is just friends with each other. And everyone like you say hi to people that you don't even know. And you walk up to random people and then you can make friends. Like I've made friends with people from countries I've never even heard of before. And so that's Mm -hmm. definitely one of my favorite parts about this place.
0: What made you want to choose this job?
2: Um, Instagram. I saw, (laughs) like, I followed Kayla Kai on Instagram, and then I saw the little, like, we're hiring thing in their stories. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. And I kind of knew someone who used to work here. And I was like, well, that's super cool that a student gets to write. And, like, I love writing, so I may as well just apply. And so I just kind of applied on a whim and I was waiting to hear nice. back from a bunch of other jobs, and I was hired, gone through all my clearance before I even heard back from any of those other jobs. And so I was like, well... So
0: this is your first... Sorry, this I was going to say, ahead. like,
2: it's a sign that is meant to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is your first and only job here? Yeah.
2: Year? Got it my first week at BYU-Hawaii, and I've had it ever since.
0: <laughs> nice. That's me too. That's my first and only job has been uh, Kiela Kai. <laughs> well, this is my
1: second job. I was kind of like, same thing as Haley, that I, I, I was applying to a few different places, but then I heard back from, like, a job in, in the records department before, you know, Calakai, and so I was like, well, I guess I'll work there. I hadn't even written, you know, the, the art this uh, submission story yet, the application story, so I said, man, I can start working on Monday, or I can write, like, an extra 500-word story, and maybe I'll get a job. So, I didn't, I didn't do it my first semester, but then, you know, took
0: some time. <laughs> and here we all are, one big happy family. <laughs> Oh yeah. So Haley, what can you, uh, what can, what, what can the readership expect from this new issue that's coming out?
2: Um. So this new issue, we're focusing all on what's been termed the new normal. Um. We, as we have watched our writers progress throughout the last year or so, what me and my copy editor team has noticed is that a lot of our writers want to write stuff that matters, like stuff that goes beyond just the surface. And so you can expect a lot of stories that mean stuff to people. They go beyond, you know, like, what's your 10 favorite places on Oahu? And it goes into people who are making a difference in our community and how to get through the really hard times. And so that's something that we've really tried to focus on for this issue Mm -hmm. is adjusting to normal when normal doesn't even seem like it's a real word anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, this next issue should give more... Inside what others are going through as well, because I feel like a lot of students might be feeling kind of alone, like "Oh, I'm the only one that went home." And this this next year should be, should be pretty should be you know, pretty informative for people who are feeling that like that.
2: Yeah, you're definitely yeah. not the only one who went home because I'm on campus right now and it is completely empty.
1: <laughs> they have like uh, rooms open on campus. I thought I thought they closed it.
2: Um, well, I'm living off people. campus right now. I just oh, am about, on uh, campus. Yeah. Every so often for work. But yeah, the only kids who are allowed on campus right now are the ones who can't go home because their borders are closed. And I think Sister L always says between TVA and the Hollies, there's only 700 people.
1: Oh, bet. There's no one.
0: Oh, wow. 700 people. That's crazy.
1: Um, Well, so this next issue or September issue, it's printed. It's online now for everyone to get. And when can people start picking it up, like a hard copy, a printed copy of it?
2: Um, we ordered the printed copies last night, so they should either come today or Monday. And as soon as they come in, we'll be distributing them around campus.
1: Hey, there you go. And they can just find it in the normal places as they've been before?
2: Yeah, if you want to know where you can find the klk in our new student issue, we have a map that shows you every new stand on campus.
1: Oh, bet. That's very nice. I, I did not know that, you know, when I was a new student, trying to find Calicotti magazines.
0: As uh, as chief, what are some of the things you've learned? It could be like things you learned about the school, about yourself, or what are, what are some things you've taken away so far as chief?
2: Um. So something I've kind of been learning throughout the last two years, but especially since I've become chief, is that it's all about the people. Like if you're people are not doing well, then nothing else is going to go right. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but I can kind of feel, especially now that we're all online, I can feel it in the writer's writing when they're struggling and when they are like just having a hard time. And so that's when I kind of meet up with them. I had meetings with all of my writers a few months ago during spring semester and I just talked to some of them and I was like hey I can kind of tell like this is not going well for you like what's up what's going on and they you know they kind of like unloaded opened up and I was like I mean that really sucks I'm so sorry I don't know how to help you but just know that if we were in person I would give you a big hug right now. And it's just little things like that can make such a huge difference in people's lives. Like, you don't need to do some earth-shattering thing to be a good leader. You just have to care about the individuals on your staff. And when you do that, like, I've noticed a huge jump in productivity and in production and in not only the number of stories that we get, but the quality of the stories. It just shoots up when the people that you work with can feel that you genuinely care about them as people and not just as employees. Yeah.
0: Those are some pretty cool qualities that you've learned. Um, I've definitely seen that type of uh, productivity when I was uh, a copy editor, um, leading a team of people. Um, like I agree with you. like It, it totally makes a big difference if, if they know that you care for them and stuff and we're all on the same team and working towards the same goal
2: yeah because we've yeah, definitely nah. had experiences on this staff where you can kind of feel it when the person that's above you doesn't really about doesn't really care about you. They just care about your work and the fact that you get to like they get to say that they've done this thing, like you can feel it, and even if you don't really notice it, as a writer, your productivity is going down, and you just get a lot less motivated to try your hardest.
1: I remember. I mean, for I guess I know who doesn't know, which is I guess everybody. Uh, when I was a writer, Bruno was my first copy editor, and then my next one was Haley. And I remember, like, with, with both of them, it was it was you know super different styles of you know I guess managing me. But the thing that that was kind of unique with both of them is that I could tell both of these people want me to like grow as a writer and just like keep progressing, and they care about me. And I'm not just like a cog in the machine. I'm just I'm like. Hey, we care about you. So please do good stuff. I think that's kind of been the hardest part um, now managing a team of, of writers and, and everything. That since everything is so spread out, you know, everyone is in different places, it's so hard to meet with people consistently and to like be like, hey, look, I, I care about you. Cause it's, you know, everything's over text or over like a Facebook call or a Zoom call. And it just feels, after a while, you get a little bit, I don't know, fatigued. With 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 all that screen communication.
2: Yeah, I that's one of the biggest things that I miss. Like even more than being in a classroom with teachers, I miss being in the office every single day and seeing all the writers and just getting to not only work together, but just become friends. Because like some of the people in this office are some of my favorite people in the whole world now. And I just mm-hmm. miss being able to just see them every single day.
0: I think it's kind of funny because like, when people see, like, online jobs, say, oh, we treat people like family, it's kind of like a red flag, but <laughs> for us, I I don't think of it that way, like, we really do try to keep, try to treat each other like family, a little bit more closer and stuff. Um, that's just my observation. I thought it was just kind of funny.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, just looking, you know, at, at Haley's screen, like, at the office behind her, it's, it makes me miss that place so much. I mean, I, when everything was, you know, normal in person, I was always in the office. I was working there, just, like, eating lunch there in between classes, always there, and just people that... You work. I don't know, it's, it's a great environment at the Kilakai. It's just that everyone there is friends. You know, we all work together, but also, like, you know, we're all friends with each other as well. It's it's it's, it's a real nice place to be.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's just a reflection of BYU-Hawaii. Like, it is one big ohana. Like, now I say aloha to people, and they kind of, like, like you know, <laughs> kind of flinch, like, why would you say that? Like, why would you say aloha? I'm like, because it's, it's nice. Like, okay, you don't get aloha. <laughs> Yeah, it's a special place for sure. Yeah, no,
1: I mean, it's it's nice even just like, you know, when I read my emails, I was write Aloha, started with Aloha, ended with Mahalo. And I mean, anywhere else, I'm not going to, you know, do that. They're going to think, man, I'm, I'm a crazy person. But it, no, it's, it's it's real. I think that's a special part about VOE Hawaii is that, you know, everyone, you might not be friends with everybody, but I feel like there's like a, I don't know, like energy where everyone is friendly with everybody. I feel like there's not really anyone who's, actively antagonizing I mean I don't know everyone might be a big word but
0: y'all get the point y'all get the gist <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you're gonna say something Haley uh,
2: I was just gonna say that also the school is so small that you start to recognize everybody's faces and so you show up in a class with someone and you're like hey I used to see you everyday walking from the HGB to the canon center And Mm -hmm. you like already kind of have familiarity with everybody on campus. So it makes it a lot easier to be friendly to people.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's kind of, it's really nice to have a smaller school and more time with professors and they get to know your personality more and instead of like bigger universities, not that I've been to one, but I feel like those are a little bit more impersonal.
1: Yeah, no, that is one of the things that I love the most is that I feel like every professor that I've had, I know them on a personal level, or at least I can if I want to. It's not, it never feels like, ooh, there's this scary professor who I'm never going to get to know. And they're not going to understand me. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, I can, if I want a relationship with you, we can make this happen. Which is super valuable, I think.
2: Yeah, especially in communications. Because I think all three of us are communications majors. Yes. Yep. But, like, communications, it's so important to know your professors. Because all of the professors in the department are really smart, first of all. And second of all, pretty much all we do is write and research and it's really hard to learn how to do that on your own, especially right now when you're not like meeting every day. And so having that personal relationship with the professors really, really helps you become a better student and a better scholar.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And they're all nice people too. I'm pretty close with the uh, professors Jurgensen and Mason Allred, they're pretty good guys um sister chen yeah i say hi to her all the time <laughs>
2: i'm doing my senior paper <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. right now I'm not, I'm not, yeah oh
0: really um yeah i'm not as close with her as i am with the other two but you know i still say hi and stuff
1: yeah i remember yeah. i took sister chen's um i think it was her 110 class Um uh, and at the beginning of the semester i was i was super like nervous around her because she's she's very kind of like um she's like super straight not like i don't know she's she's I don't know what the what, what the word is, but like, Durant. yeah, she's super direct. She's super like, you know, I don't laugh that much. I'm very, I'm very serious, and I was super kind of like taken aback by because I feel like every other professor that I've had, they've at least been like a little bit goofier or something, um, if you get them in the <laughs> right situation. But but with her, it, it was tough. But I yeah, I think even even with her, like as the semester went on, like you kind of like learn about your professor, and you're like, oh no, she's actually pretty cool. And I did a couple of interviews with her and, and at the end of the semester, I was like, man, sister Jen, she's all right. She's, she's good. So, uh, I honestly were grateful about having some awesome professors in the communication
0: department. It's, it's, it's really, really nice. So Haley, what can you, what, what can we expect from the next issue? Not September, but October.
2: So our October issue is going to be focusing on Heavenly Father and how you can serve him, but also how you can serve your country as well, because it is an election year. And we want to make sure that everyone knows not only how to vote, but why you should vote and give them a little bit of information on some of the major candidates that we have running in our elections. Um, But mostly we just want people to realize that despite politics like we're all, we really are just one big happy Ohana, even though we might not agree all the time. Our duty to our Heavenly Father and our love for Him should overpower all of that, and it should help keep us, I don't know, like together, because not only do we have our love for our Heavenly Father in common, we have our love for our country in common, even though we express it in different ways.
1: I know, that, that's awesome. Are there any stories in there that you think the reader should you know keep a particular eye, like a lookout for?
2: Um, so we're not completely done finalizing our layout guide yet, but there's a couple about service. And we have um, a really simple story just teaching you how to vote, especially absentee. So if voting is something that you're interested in doing then you definitely should look out for that one. And we're also providing you with information on the major candidates in the Democratic and the Republican parties. If you want to educate yourself, but you don't want to dive into the political side of the Internet, because I know it can be kind of scary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what are your minors, Haley?
2: Uh, professional writing and political science.
0: Okay, I figured you're a political science minor because I am too. Um, not, not to sway our readership or our listeners in any way, but I feel like every election they say, Oh, this is, this is going to be a big election, but I really feel like this one <laughs> is a pretty big election. either side you vote, like, you know, I'm not, no judgment here. Just saying like either way, like it's a pretty big election. Yeah. So
2: this is actually the first election that I'm old enough to vote in. So this will be my first time voting. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so yeah, so maybe that might have something to do with it, but I've been paying way closer attention this year. And so I definitely feel like it's huge, just what I've seen on social media and just all over the place. It's insane.
0: Yeah, especially since the last six months, especially with the pandemic and BLM coming back and it it definitely is a bigger election. There's more things people are paying attention to.
1: Yeah, no, most definitely. It's 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 a lot of issues that I feel like are kind of coming to a head right now. It's kind of like a perfect storm or something, I guess. Um But yeah, this will be my first election that I'll be able to vote in. I was old enough last time, but I was on my mission, and so I didn't get a chance to vote out there. So I'm looking forward to it. Take part in the, I don't know, democratic process.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, elections are pretty important, but something I've learned from political science, and it could be just my own observation, but I feel like the local elections are the more important ones. Those are the ones that affect you the fastest, I would Mm -hmm. think. I mean, you guys, I don't know what you guys think, but... Like, if they're going to build a new airport in your city, this your taxes are going to go up. If you're, I don't know, they're going to decrease the police, or they're going to put a new school. That that I feel like that affects you more than than a national election. But I mean, they're all important. But I feel like the locals should be a little bit more studied, a little bit more t- paying attention to.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. So one of my favorite TV shows is actually The West Wing, which is like about the president and his staff and their lives. And so I have a weird amount of knowledge about like the executive and <laughs> legislative processes and it takes so long to get stuff done on a national level and it's so much easier mm-hmm. to do it on a local level and so those local elections and those local candidates are the people who are going to have the most direct effect in your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree cuz think of the national the national thing like we have what over 300 million people in the United States like everyone has their their own wants and needs and just trying to get a bill passed, like holy moly, like takes so much effort and time and revision, and it gets thrown out in the Senate or in the House, or the president will throw it out, and it's like gotta start over. And yeah, yeah, and no,
1: I feel like you know, big, big national level change is kind of like turning a like a like a big ship, like a like an aircraft carrier or something. It takes a long time for that ship to to turn, because you know it's a big ship, it's a big country. So you know, for for big changes like that, it takes it takes a long time. So it's true that. You know, small scale stuff. That's that's where you'll see like real big actual changes happen. You know that you can like measure. Like it was like this before, and boom, now it's like this. It's different. So I, I think I think that that is true. That people should focus a lot more on the on their um, local elections, or at least pay more attention that they do now. Um. So Haley, uh, is the Kalikai they still hiring? Correct.
2: Yes, we need lots and lots of writers, so if you like to write and you're on the island, you should come work for us.
1: All right, how can people apply for that?
2: So they can go into Workday and apply there, and then they will need to write a 500-word story where they interview at least three people, and they will email it to Leanne Lambert.
1: All right, so if you guys want to apply to work at the Kelakai, listen to what Haley said, write that story, and... Email it to Leanne Lambert and, you know, go through Workday and, and all of that as well. But we're looking for new people to come on board. So please, if you're on island, send that through.
2: That's the best job in the entire yeah. world.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are just a, a little bit biased, just a tiny <laughs> bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the three of us have definitely learned a lot. I mean, there, there are so many skills and different programs that I wouldn't have known if I didn't take this job. I mean, it's not this job is not for everyone, but I really do recommend at least looking into it and weighing the possibilities. Yeah, no,
1: this job. My my, my first job, it was it was nice, great people who worked there. But it, when I took it initially, I thought this will be a super easy job, a super chill, and it's not going to be, you know, anything. And it was a super easy job, and it was super chill, and it was, you know, not much of anything, as far as you know what I was doing. I was just scanning papers and things all day. Um, but just moving to the Calicut, it's it's nice because you're learning things you're not just getting you know it's not just a job where you clock in and clock out but you're actually like learning new skills you're learning how to write better you do multimedia projects you work with graphic designers and photographers and 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 it's it's great it's it's a, it's a great little little place that, we, that we've we got here
0: so haley any piece of advice for our listeners for this upcoming semester
2: set a schedule Um, Because if you don't, you'll end up like me. I did homework like 12 hours a day, five days a week spring semester because I just didn't get myself on a schedule. Um, And even if you have new professors who you may not know super well, call them on Zoom. Talk to them. It'll make your life a lot easier. I had two new professors spring semester, and I was so scared to do any type of Zoom meeting with them, because I'm naturally kind of a shy person. But as soon as I got on those Zooms, it just like clicked into place, and it was so easy, and I felt so much better about the work that I was doing in those classes.
1: Hey, no, yeah, that, that that's good. I've never had any Zoom teachers who are like, "Yo, like, let's have a Zoom meeting." I mean, some of them they, they do like big classes, but I've never done that. You know, just like reach out to my new professor since everything's been remote learning. Um. So that might be good advice for for, for our listeners and for me. Um, But that being said, I mean, that's pretty much our time. But thanks a lot for coming on, Haley.
2: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot. It was actually nice to see you guys again. Yeah, for real. Uh, Usually we don't really do, but
2: (laughs) it was nice. Yeah, I know. I miss seeing all your faces.
1: Yep. Thanks for listening and thanks (laughs) for tuning in. And we'll be back here same time next week, next Monday. All right. bye. Bye.